Carton. Blair. Episode 31, buddy. Rolling right 31. Along. We've made it. Milestones. Uh, yeah, it is. So, you know, kind of an interesting week. Uh, you know, last week we had um, our friend the Storm Chaser on, and which was awesome. And this week has been crazy weather-wise. Yeah, it has been. It's been nuts. I, we're at 101 today. I finally got on my, uh, is that what in, it was? which is in June, which is crazy. Well, yeah. What about the West Coast? Like Portland and Seattle, 112, 114. That's yeah, nuts. I was, I was seeing pictures of siding like melting off of houses. Yeah. <laughs> so crazy. Yeah. 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 Like siding. No, my, my sister, uh, she works for the Red Cross and they had a meeting and some of the people were um, from on the West Coast and they said highways were buckling. Like the asphalt was buckling. Oh, man, that's crazy. I mean, their their infrastructure. You know, I think in uh, I'm trying to remember. It was in Oregon. I think it was 115 someplace. But Jeez. you know, that's just yeah, that's that's incredible heat. So literally, the highway is is creating huge cracks in it because it's so hot it can't even handle it. <laughs> that's and I of course I'm thinking of Chelsea, our, our storm chaser friend, and I'm like, okay, is this is this uh, is this whole system going to create? I mean, is this going to be just like oh, yeah. a yeah yeah a yeah, yeah huge but I don't know the ingredients. You know, she talked about all these ingredients and stuff, and I don't know yeah, if this the hot, is dry air, and then the moist. No, I think it's got to be hot, um, colder air that comes down, and then the the moist, warm air, right? I don't uh, know. <laughs> Sounded good though, right? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> he used the word moist uh, a lot. But, hey, speaking uh, of this week, you know what else came out um, in the past two weeks? The official no. UFO report hit Congress. Oh. Yes, Whoa. it's it's and out out or is coming it's out, out out? No, it's out out. It is it is, oh, it is officially it. hit? Yeah, and okay, this is exactly that. what they um they told us. Nothing that we didn't already know. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was pretty anticlimactic, actually. It was uh they I think they a couple of reports like were like yeah I mean this could probably be something that we're not really sure about but in general we're not really sure about anything and we're not we'll look more into a lot of different stuff so they're kind of they're just it's just a lateral step is what it is it is, it, it is and it's the quote-unquote you know preliminary report so there's supposed to be more coming out so maybe that it's just supposed to be tantalizing but uh you know i don't know mm. so I'll, Interesting. i guess we'll wait for the follow-on report yeah, I'm sure there was a lot of disappointed people. You know, after that last footage that came out, I think there was a lot of people thinking this was, you know, we're we're on the cusp of a big a big revelation from the government, but I guess not yet. So yeah, I guess not yet. Um, I don't know why I expect the title to be like aliens <laughs> exist and they're and they're your neighbors or something. I was kind of expecting something like that. But yeah, well, we'll wait for the next report. Simple. I'm sure it'll be titled that. That's right. Okay. Well, hey, uh, big night, episode 31, and uh, you have an old friend. Yeah, definitely. So um, we have with us Josh Horton. And exactly like you said, we're uh, old buddies go um, way back to when I was living in Illinois in the uh, uh, middle school and kind of high school era. And uh, Josh Horton, now you can find him on uh, Instagram and uh, YouTube and TikTok, where he does uh, tons of uh, videos of different um, uh, genres and stuff. And uh, Josh, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. This is super exciting. Yeah, we're, we're, we're really good to hear from you, Carter. Yeah, it's been so long. I mean, I, I don't know why we did the influencer thing, Blair. And uh, I was, <laughs> I literally have been following Josh on Snapchat for a long time. And I saw a video and it just dawned on me. It was like, 
why have I not reached out to to Josh? I think you're up to on YouTube. I think seven hundred and forty thousand followers. Is that sound right? Yeah, yeah, I think that's right on YouTube, and then just hit two million on TikTok, and I've got some more followers on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook as well. So yeah, there's a lot. A lot. That's uh, that's so, absolutely so, incredible. So Carden, Josh is actually a real influencer. He's an I know, influencer. We, we, I'm we feeling influenced just yeah. talking to him. Yeah, I yeah, I don't think we I don't think we can use that title yet. Josh is Josh is legit. So let's let's <laughs> yeah, find he's his, a, he's a legit he's, influencer. He's yeah, legit. Exactly. He's influencing people. Uh, yes. So hey hey Josh, uh, thanks for thanks for coming on. It's it's awesome to to have you. Um, so. I'm just going to start in, you know, you can, you can give a bio and stuff and talk. Uh, actually, I guess we should probably do that first, Josh. Tell us about yourself. Cause I got, we got, Carden and I have a thousand questions. You're just going to get sure. inundated. So go ahead and just start with your, your bio I'll, and tell us about yourself. I'll do the, I'll do the quick Josh Horton life recap. Uh, while I was living in Illinois, um, probably about the time I was probably about the time I met Carden was in elementary school and my, my elementary school had an after school circus program. And that's where I learned how to juggle. And so my my handle on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, everything is Juggling Josh. And so I, I kind of started with juggling. So I, I was really obsessed with juggling through middle school and uh, kind of gave it up for a little bit and then got, ba- got back to it in high school. And my plan after college was to be a professional juggler. But then I... Uh, I had a friend of ours was like starting a social media agency and I had free time since I was a full-time performer and I was really only working once or twice a week. And so started working at the social media agency, uh, which ended up being like a four or five year job where I was like managing people and doing all the stuff I had no intentions of doing and then quit that job to focus on performing. But I had learned so much about social media at that job that I started to post my own content just kind of for fun. Um, but, but also with expertise and, uh, then my followers started to kind of grow out of nowhere. And then pretty soon I made the kind of conscious decision to uh, switch from being a performer to a social media creator. Wow. So, uh, so, cool. yeah, so, so Josh, the, Oh, go ahead. I was going to say a few of the accolades I'm, I'm supposed to say uh, somewhere along the lines also achieved 19 Guinness world records, uh, nine gold medals in the world championship for juggling. I was on Ellen, Steve Harvey, uh, James Corden, uh, a few other TV shows as well. So, yeah, it's been wow. a, it's been a fun few years. Yeah, it's <laughs> so like incredible. It. I just have to say, Josh, that uh, I remember say so. Metcalf was that mm-hmm. um, elementary or was that middle school? That was both remember. for me. So it, it was it was a uh, K through eight. Okay, so I remember I remember definitely giving you kind of a hard time about the juggling thing. But I also remember going and seeing you perform at one of the, it had to have been an after school thing um, at this thing. And and, and I know that we were young and I remember being blown away at that point, the stuff that you were doing. Like, you know, I I thought that, you know, like juggling was juggling, like you did the scarfs, you know, in gym, (laughs) but the stuff that you were doing at that level was absolutely unbelievable. Uh, I, I like multiple. <laughs> I can't even describe it. It was abs- it was absolutely incredible. And at that point, I went like, I think that Josh is better <laughs> at juggling than I am at anything right now. And that was like <laughs> that was like seventh grade. I remember being like, man, he's so he's so good. And your talents only went more from there. I mean, you're what are some of the like the crazy juggling um, acts that you can perform? Yeah, I mean, I, I was at that point. I really did think I was like the best juggler in the world because it was before 
you know, internet videos were a, a common thing. So I didn't, I didn't know how good you can get at juggling. And then that's kind of when I got back, back into it was around the rise of YouTube where I kind of learned how, uh, how, how, like what, what possible with juggling. But, um, I mean, one of my Guinness world records is the longest duration to juggle or no, most, most samurai swords juggled the longest duration <laughs> to juggle five full-size basketballs, uh, longest duration to juggle five soccer balls, the longest duration to juggle three full-size axes, um, most apples sliced while juggling <laughs> knives in, in 30 seconds and 60 oh. seconds. So, yeah. So how so, many is the samurai swords? It's uh, it's just four, but they are huge. And like yeah, the way Guinness World Records works, it's a very complicated system, but like you can see that there's a record in the database, but then they don't send you the specifics until like after you apply and there's this big long process. And so I've had this like samurai sword that I've juggled for years and then they send me the requirements for it. And I, I don't remember the exact uh, dimensions requirement, but the blade, the blade of the required sword for the record was like three times the length of the sword I'd been juggling. So oh, no. <laughs> four, four, four of them was a crazy thing. And I've literally never attempted since because it's actually one of the scariest things I've ever done. Oh, yikes. <laughs> Yeah. Sounds like it. So, so Josh, let me ask you this, just point blank. Are, does it kind of blow you away to see where this whole TikTok, YouTube thing has gone, you know, in, in relatively a short amount of time? For me or for the world? I mean the world. I mean to, to, to read the, 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 the money people are making off YouTube, off content, you know, and of sure. course it's not just YouTube, but, you know, from, you know, like you just mentioned, you, you were involved with this pre-YouTube. Okay. So you're mm -hmm. old enough as we all are to, to have known life before YouTube, but doesn't it just, and, and obviously you're an active participant, but doesn't, isn't it mind blowing to you as well? Just how fast things have accelerated and how, how big YouTube has gotten. Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting topic because it, yes, it's mind blowing, but also when you're in it every day, it just like makes more and more sense. Um, and like, especially when it comes to the money that people are making, like people freak out about it. But when you really break it down, it makes a lot more sense. The biggest, the biggest thing that uh, started to make sense for me, you know, cause some people freak out like, no way he made $500,000 off of one brand deal for a YouTube video, which sounds like a crazy amount of money for a one YouTube video. But then you start to look at like the viewers of a major television show, you know, like America's got talent or Ellen DeGeneres. So those shows like get, three, four million views uh, uh, on a Friday night or whatever it is. And then some, right. of, these some of these YouTubers are doing that every single video. And mm -hmm. so to have, a, to have a custom brand integration, you know, it's, it makes sense. But obviously, we're not, that's getting deeper down the rabbit hole. Uh, I don't know if I exactly answered your question. But it, it's, it is crazy, but it also makes sense, I think, with the times. Well, yeah, yeah, that's fascinating. Something I never thought about was kind of the viewership for when you're looking at that compared to like regular the television shows. So how uh, can you describe your experience with like the social media agency that you're a part of and how that kind of um, prepared you to kind of go on your own and how that kind of helped you make the videos you're making now? Yeah, so it was definitely a whole different animal, but I was running brand accounts. Uh, so I was the, I was literally the person like, coming up with the ideas. I wasn't, I was never designing. We had a design team. So I, I would like come up with concepts from videos and, you know, short micro videos and then like photo 
series or whatever, because that's what it was mainly on Instagram at the time. Um, and my major project for the most of the time I was there was Sony pictures. So every movie that came out for Sony pictures had their own Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat sometimes. And so I was the guy coming up with ideas and posting them to the platform. And Mm. that was a pretty exciting, you know, client as far as brands go, like people get excited about movies and you, you know, sometimes you had like, like I literally got to write scripts for Kevin Hart to read on, on camera that we got to post on Instagram. So like some of the stuff was really fun and kind of easy as far as brand stuff goes. But I think what helped me the most was that like I was forced to make branded content entertaining. And so if you can, if you can convince people to enjoy branded content, it's way easier to get to, if you know how to make people enjoy <laughs> just like enjoyable, fun content. So it right, just really got right. me in the, got me in the mindset of what people like to engage with, share with, uh, and, and just some basic stuff that people didn't know how to do. Like when I was kind of around the time I quit my job and started posting on Instagram was right when a video had launched on Instagram. And so just the, just the ability to like know how to edit something on your computer, airdrop it to your phone and post on Instagram instead of just like filming in the Instagram app was kind of, you know, I had, I had a little bit of a head, a head start on mm-hmm. some people mm-hmm. on, on Instagram. And that was the first platform that I got followers on was I think because I had, I knew how to like, add music or add transitions or whatever right, to right. do to Instagram videos when there was no functionality in editing in the actual app. So, so Josh, take us through the, the, the kind of the process of, um, how you, how you got into social media. So it, do I understand you right? You started with Instagram or, or, yeah. you know, you tell yeah, us. So what that, you did. That was, yeah. So that was the only platform I cared about for a while. It was just kind of, like I said, uh, videos had just launched on Instagram. I kind of missed the vine, the vine train already. Uh, and so just started posting really just for fun. And then at the same time, I was like trying to, uh, book more shows. Like I was trying to get more NBA and college teams to book me by seeing my Instagram videos or whatever. Uh, and so that was, that was kind of the only goal at that point. And then a few of the videos started taking off and started gaining some followers. And then I, yeah, I think a couple brand deals fell on my lap, uh, getting paid to post on Instagram, incorporating a brand. And then I was like, oh, wow, you can make money doing this and started to learn more and more about that world. And and then I kind of knew the only way to like really have stable income in the world of influencers, not the only way, but the, 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 the classic most safe way uh, is to have YouTube ad revenue on a monthly basis where YouTube pays you for your views. And so that's when I started really hitting hard on YouTube and uh, posting consistently at least once a week. I did. I think I did one year of once a week, and then I switched it to two a week, and then quickly three a week for several years as well. Um, and YouTube was ninety percent of my focus. And then I was also posting on Instagram, also posting on Musically at the time, which was the app prior to TikTok that merged with TikTok. And so when TikTok became the new app, I already had five hundred thousand followers from Musically, um, and a couple hundred thousand on, on Twitter as well. So my, my strategy has always been to be, be across every platform, but overall I would say the majority of my focus and attention has always been on YouTube. So, so just, just so we have a timeline though. So just give us a quick um, timeline as far as when you, you know, how you progress, would you mind? Yeah. I quit my job, uh, 2016. Uh, and so it's been full time since then with kind of a, uh, you know, about a year of transition from being a performer to, uh, 
to to a creator. So okay. I was I quit I quit to be a performer. So I'd, I'd had one year of mainly being performing, but then the, then it started to kind of be like I knew I had to start saying no to shows because it was taken away from my ability to to create content on a regular basis. So wow, uh, okay, that was that was the switch. Yeah. Can you, can you remember like the, um, cause you said, you know, you started getting a big following on Instagram. Can you remember the, the first couple of videos that you kind of watched, like slowly build, um, and, and kind of what their what the content was? Yeah. And that's I, I, for the longest time. I kind of, my, my name was juggling Josh. I was obsessed with juggling. That's all I had done. And so I kind of thought I had to do juggling videos, but I had learned early on that if I could trick shots were obviously much more, uh, global, you know, in, in wider interest group. Uh, people don't really care about juggling, but people, everyone loves sports. And so for the longest time, I was just, ju- I was combining juggling and trick shots and that was it. And so I was doing juggling, juggling tricks that ended with a trick shot. And uh, later on, I learned I didn't have to juggle. Like people also just like trick shots. And I was, I happened to be very good at trick shots very quickly uh, just cause I'd been so good at throwing things at, uh, my entire life. Um, but back then it was all about getting featured on these big accounts. And so I, every time I came up with a crazy viral trick shot, I would DM it to probably 20 or 30 of these like big Instagram accounts that would just shout out other accounts. Uh, and so that was the thing. And so like some of those most exciting moments were getting posted by some of these, like, I don't even know what they would call. It would just be like, sports with a Z underscore vids. Eight million followers, and then they would tag me, and then I would just get thousands and thousands of followers. Like it doesn't work like that anymore on Instagram. Like we would talk about that. Like you, and it's happened before where I've gotten like a tag by ESPN or some of these other big pages, and I would gain like ten thousand followers in a day. And now you get those tags, and people just don't, they don't follow like they used to because people are already satisfied with how many people they're following. So now it's like it'll get you five hundred, six hundred followers, and it used to be thousands. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the biggest the biggest shout out I ever got was. Uh, I, at a, at a YouTuber conference, I met someone that worked at Instagram. I got their, I got their info and I pitched them something like a couple weeks later. I was like, Hey, world juggling day is coming up. You guys should feature me on the Instagram account, uh, for world juggling day. And it freaking worked. And the, the Instagram account has like 130, 150, maybe more now. I don't remember. I mean, 200, 200 million followers, something like that. Yeah. So I gained, I think I gained like 25,000 followers that day and then several thousand more than the next few days. Uh, so that was a, a very big shout out. Wow. See, I, and I, and I think that this speaks, even just how you're describing this, that, that I think that a common belief is like somebody's like in their basement and does something cool and posts it and all of a sudden explodes. But it sounds like from, from you, you had a very defined strategy of how you wanted to make sure to kind of get your name and your brand out there and to kind of continue to build. Is that still the case? Are you, do you very, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm a, I'm very much a realist with all this stuff. Like I know what I do is cool, but I I feel like my videos are also like, especially on YouTube, like my videos are only as good as the other people that are in there with me. And like we were doing a brainstorming session today. And if you look at my top 10 most viewed YouTube videos, nine of the 10 videos have like some sort of special guest. And so I'm always trying to collab and feature other, either other YouTubers or other just like interesting people who who can like get people to click because they want to, they want to see that video. And so I've kind of always been really strategic, strategic with how I 
uh, collab and feature other people. And like, you know, this, this last year has been a, a down year for my YouTube channel as far as views and growth. And a lot of that was because we were stuck in COVID. We weren't traveling. Oh, it was, yeah, it was, right. it was weird to like ask people to come to the house to film or go somewhere. So I wasn't traveling. Uh, so there were no collabs for a whole, basically a whole year. And so I'm excited to get back to doing that because that's, I think that, that's my, my bread and butter for, for growth and views and everything is like finding, finding talented people and, and making magic together. Oh, cool. Very cool. So, so Josh, um, a lot of people probably aren't going to understand the process of how you actually make money. Um, sure. obviously in the business it's, it's, it's monetized, right. But just kind of explain to people the process. Cause when you started, you know, you weren't making any money and then you have to get the viewers and things, but just, if you wouldn't mind, just kind of take, take us through that process. Yeah. So my two number one sources of income are ad revenue and then brand, I said brand deals or brand sponsorships. And so the, the difference is ad revenue, uh, that that's paid by the platform because of the ads that play before your videos. So the main one is YouTube. I also get a little bit from Twitter, a little bit from Facebook, but not, not too much. And so, you know, when you watch a YouTube video, an ad plays before the video and I have no control. I don't even know what that ad is. Um, but basically as a YouTuber, you get paid based on, uh, views and it's not the same for every channel. It's not the same even for every month. It all fluctuates based on, uh, a lot of different factors, but, um, uh, you know, your, your channel will have different advertisers and those advertisers will be paying more or less, uh, depending on, uh, it's a whole auction system, but anyway, you get, you get paid on a monthly basis based on views. So that's ad revenue. And then brand partnerships is when I get an email or I reach out to a brand and they say, Hey, we're wanting to promote this product, this contest, this promo, uh, will you please feature this in a video? And so that's when I like make custom content or, um, uh, give them a shout out in a video and then they pay me for that service. So those, those are the two main things. So, so on your YouTube, what, what level of followers, you know, what number, what was the magic number where all of a sudden, you know, people started contacting you and you, and you saw the money started to come in was, I mean, was there kind of that line? Um, I would say like once you kind of pass a hundred thousand followers, they start to come more often. And, but then just the, the deals just get better and better as you have more, more okay. followers. Um, but then that's, that's one question a lot of people have about ad revenue is like when you get paid on YouTube and like, there's no one, there's like some really minor, uh, minimum minimums you need to hit on, on your YouTube channel b before you start monetizing. But then it's literally just based on your monthly views. So you can be, you can get a monthly check from YouTube for a hundred dollars. If you're doing, you know, however many, mm -hmm. however many views to earn that. It's not, some people say, I mean, just like you just hear it through the grapevine. Like I'll hear people say, Oh, I heard you don't get paid till you hit a million subscribers. Oh, I heard you don't get paid. Till, like it has nothing to do with that. It's just about however many views you do that month. Okay. Oh, interesting. Interesting. So you had mentioned the fact that you, um, um, were in a, like basically a strategy meeting today where you're kind of discussing the future. Um, and so what, what does your, your team look like? Are these, um, other people that are also on YouTube that are, are on different platforms or, or what is your strategy team? Yeah. So it's, I mean, we need to be doing more of it, but today was just my, I have a quote unquote full-time, uh, editor. So he, I, he graduated college. He'd been editing for me while he was a college student uh, going to school in Florida. And about a year ago, he graduated and I 
gave him enough of a raise to justify him moving out to California. And he is my full-time camera person and editor. So he edits all my YouTube videos, all my brand videos. Um, and then I also, I also very much look to him on a creative side as well. So he, he was in the brainstorm session and then Caleb, uh, Caleb was someone who just like, you know, he was kind of a funny athletic, uh, actor model who was a friend of mine who was trying to, who would also do trick shot videos just on Instagram, just kind of for fun. But as an actor model had lots of free time and was just like on my channel a lot. And then I was, it got to a point where I was like, dude, like you should just make your own channel. And that was a couple of years ago. And now he has a channel of like 90,000 subscribers and he's growing. And, uh, I'm in a lot of, I'm in majority of his videos. He's the majority of my videos. Uh, and so we are always bouncing ideas off each other as well. So that kind of collaboration, is that, is that really common in, you know, uh, let's just kind of call it the, the YouTube family. Is that kind of collaboration common and, and just kind of an yeah. expected thing? Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's uh, different levels to it. Like there's some people that it's like the same team or whatever are on one channel. So like, you know, dude, perfect is like the five guys, they run the one channel. Right. They right. don't have set, they don't have separate channels. And then there's other things that'll be like, uh, they'll have a team. So there's a team called Two Hype, which does bat, they do basketball videos similar to ours sometimes. And everyone has their own individual channels, but they're, they're a cohesive team and they refer to each other as team. And there's all these other guys like the phase, the phase team are like, they're all gamers, but then they also have their, their challenge channels or whatever as well. Uh, we, we, we do, we have not gotten to a place where we are an official team, but there's kind of four or five, six of us who are, constantly collaborating uh on a regular basis but uh we have not made it to anything official and and some of that is uh still i, I think it would be beneficial to all of us but i also know right now it'd be a headache until we're all on the same page because it, it is tough going into business with people right right oh for sure i mean that's exactly what you're doing i guess when you're at that level and getting everybody in is, is basically yeah. becoming business partners with each other Right. Um, yeah. That's a bit, that's the biggest headache for me is my, like I said, my videos are only as good as the other people that are in them. And, uh, I just, people, people flake, people don't show up. They, they'll, they'll be an hour late. And so it's just like, it's hard, you know, the, the good YouTube videos take preparation to where you have to reserve a location or reserve a extra cameraman or whatever. And then you try to, you try to get people to commit for a week in advance and everyone, everyone is uh, hard to lock down that far in advance. So <laughs> stuff, yeah, stuff, doesn't, sure. stuff is not as, as yeah, nicely planned as, I, as I would like it to be. Yeah. I think it, that, uh, again, I think the common thought is, and, and I don't know if this really is the common thought, but you know, you go out there, you do some trick shots and then you're done and it's an hour, but really what does your prep time look like? And what's your time commitment look like during the week to, to uh, create this content? Yeah, I mean, it's different for every video. Like, and like, I'm I'm trying really hard to start to put more more effort and bigger ideas into my YouTube uh, channel right now. Uh, but there's sometimes literally people will be on the way to my house, and I'm like, gosh, I don't I don't have a video for next Saturday. Like, what am I going to come up with? And I literally put something together that morning. And then there's other things where like tomorrow I'm renting a U-Haul and we're going to do a uh, a challenge involving a U-Haul, and so that's going to be. Nice. picking up the truck picking up the truck at 9 a.m uh covering it with plastic wrap so we don't make a mess uh and then we're going to be doing a challenge where like some two people in the back are trying to escape the u-haul and they're going to have punishments where they get stuff dumped on them and whatnot <laughs> while, while while the u-haul is in motion uh so like that that one takes a little bit more prep 
yeah, yeah. I'll be tuning in for that one for sure. <laughs> so, so now, did you say that you're trying to get content out? Uh, what What is your schedule? Once a week? Did you say, Josh? Right now, I do every Monday, every Saturday. Oh, um, and wow. for for three years, I did every Monday, every Wednesday, every Saturday, and every Wednesday was a world record Wednesday where we broke a world record. Okay, I and, saw that. I saw that on yeah. YouTube. Yep. World and record. So that was, that was that was a that was a, a series I loved, and it was very hard to to put it to <laughs> put it to rest at the time. Um, my I kind of had to stop during. Honestly, it was another thing during COVID where I was just like, I can't. You know, I feel like it was belittling the the series, and we were just kind of kind of coming up with like stupid records in the backyard. Where it was like before, I was literally having like the best in the world that other things do do their record and so i just like kind of had to put it on pause and i told them it'll, it'll be back eventually right so yeah. so josh card and i had a an episode we were talking about influencers and stuff and one of the things we talked about was that if if your child now okay so card and i each have kids my kids are older but if my son who likes to do tiktok and he's got 120 some thousand followers or whatever really? but, nice. but so if they said to you you know what I want to be a content creator for a job, right? Yeah. And instead of being a doctor or a lawyer or an electrician, they said, you know, I want, to, I want to make content. And Cardin and I were talking about how would you take that as a parent now, right? Because this is legitimate. You can't argue there's no money in it. You can't sure. argue it's a fad, right? Sure. So as a parent, you're, you're sitting there looking at this. This is, this is potentially a viable career choice, okay? However... Um, you know, there's obviously a lot of people doing this. So, so just from a guy that's been in this for years, you know, what is your take on the future of this? And is it getting harder and harder for new people to really become successful? Yeah, uh, it's a good, it's a good question. I, I think it's definitely getting harder. It's definitely saturated. Like even in the last couple of years, I'm posting videos now that I knew a year ago would have blown up way more. Uh, but that being said, that being said, it's how people consume content way more now. Like kids don't watch TV, kids watch TikTok, right. and so there's there's more there's more eyeballs to be had as well. Uh, so I think the potential is still is still there. Um, I just think it would be all about as a parent if you're taking that approach. It's all about how how you parent them and how to raise them uh, to where they they know they're doing it because they love it, not because they want the clout or the uh, fame. And then also like strategically, just tell, you know, like, I feel like every kid, the big thing is they want to be video game people. It's like, how are you going to be a, how do you, how are you going to be a gamer right now? Like what is going to make you different? Or, or if you're going right. to be a YouTuber, what's going to make you mm -hmm. different? Because mm -hmm. uh, it's very hard to go out there and be like, oh, I'm going to be a vlogger. Okay, good luck. But if you want to be, well, I'm going to be the vlogger that only does this, this, and this while wearing this, like, okay, maybe you've got a chance. <laughs> yeah. um, so... I, yeah, I think you just have to be super strategic and super like, and well, you just, just careful. Like, yeah, you had you yeah. to be committed and also just, you gotta be, you gotta be real, real with yourself. And that, that's kind of how I've always taken the approach. Like I, I live every, it's almost sometimes to my detriment. Like I, I, I play everything like it could all fall apart tomorrow. Uh, and so I try to be super careful with everything. And so it's, yeah, you just gotta be, you gotta be real with it. But I, right. but I think that's, I mean, if I was going to advise somebody, that's exactly what I would say. I mean, I, I think that if you're, if you're just banking on this one thing, that's kind of a dangerous thing. I mean, yeah. you know, I think planning for, you know, plan B is a, is a, is a smart thing. Yeah. I mean, 
So I guess my question then is, is there a lot of people that you see involved with this that really have no plan B, that they're banking that this is it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, yeah. I even have people that are only on TikTok. They, they think they're going to be fine and like don't even have a YouTube channel going, really? uh, let alone a college degree or a uh, job experience or anything like that. So, um, we'll see. And, and that is Carton, you know, that was what we were worried about. You yeah, know, when we we're yeah, talking yeah, about the exactly scenario about your kids yeah, yeah. is it, it, you know, on one hand, like I said, it's undeniable. There's not money involved, but you know, but there's, you know, Josh, I'm a big believer in formulas for anything, you know, for business, sure. for coaching, for whatever. And <clears throat> I, I think every, every, you know, business or every application, there's, there's some sort of a formula. Well, the, the, the problem with YouTube and TikTok, it seems to me, is it seems too easy. They're not seeing the behind the scenes. Just hearing you talk about your, your strategic meetings and the time, the years you've put in, and you're still honing it. It's like you're not there yet. You're still trying to create this content and get the followers. you know. And a lot of these kids, I think, uh, or a lot of people don't really have the plan to do that. They just think they're going to be funny and unique and, and cash in. I mean, is that kind of what you see too? Totally. And like, I, I mean, I still feel like I'm struggling to <laughs> keep up. Like I've been doing it for so long and I'm still, uh, still don't feel like I've got a handle on it. And so, yeah, it's not, it's not an easy thing at all. And it's definitely harder than everyone thinks. And yeah, I mean, it, it's a full-time job. You, you get people, I think it gets underestimated a lot by all sorts of Absolutely. people. Well, yeah. and just how much it evolves so quickly, right? It seems like, trends and, and fads and even what's being watched and things like that changes so quickly. Do you, are you kind of always keeping an eye on kind of content trends and things like that? Not that you would try to necessarily Which, cash in and change. Oh, you have to. Right? Yeah, no, you have to though. And so that, man, yeah. that's another thing I'm, I am trying to be better at. Like it's, it didn't work out for me this time, but we're going to try to be better about it. Like if you type in the words right now on YouTube, 100 mystery buttons. Okay you will find 30 videos with the exact same title, the exact same uh, thumbnail, and it's 30 channels doing the exact same thing and everyone has millions of views. And so we saw that happening and, and we literally like filmed it on a Monday, edited it Monday night, posted it Tuesday because we we're trying to keep up with everything. And so like it didn't work out. Uh, we just didn't hit the algorithm soon enough. Like some of those videos have been up for two or three weeks. Um, but sometimes like being too creative on YouTube can almost hurt you because you're not, your videos aren't related to anything else. Your, oh, your, your okay. big, big, big videos on YouTube happen when you're, you're kind of getting related to other big videos. And so, yes, that's definitely part of it is keeping up with the trends. And, uh, I think sometimes I, tr I try to be sometimes too original or, or sticking to my old videos that have worked in the past instead of keeping up with what's hot. So what, okay, I, what is the 100 mystery buttons thing? Well, I, I just typed it in, and he's exactly right. There's just rows <laughs> of, of... 100 mystery buttons? Yeah, and I, and I saw yours, Josh. I see yours now. Yeah, so, that's so Jenna, Jenna was... We tried to switch it up by having a, one of the few girls in it, and we did, we did pink instead of blue to try to make it a little bit different. <laughs> and, we, and our, video was, our video was different where we, you, had to make a, you had to make a trick shot to, to like save their, your partner. But anyway, it's just, yeah, just a, a trend where you press these these little like game show buttons and then each, each button is a punishment and only one of the buttons will actually <laughs> let you, let you, will let you escape oh, this, no. uh, 
we'll let you escape the box. And so that's what oh, we're doing tomorrow. Man. We're, we're going to try tomorrow to do a hundred mystery buttons. Only one will let you escape the U-Haul truck. <laughs> oh. Okay. So how, how much fun are you having doing this? I mean, does it uh, seem I mean, almost surreal? There are days where, yeah, it's like, I can't believe I'm making money to do this. It, it's a lot of work, but there's a lot of great moments yeah. for sure. I mean, yeah. last night, last night I got to go to, uh, Six Flags, they closed the park down just for influencers for the, the new Space Jam movie. And okay. it was like LeBron James was there, Don Cheadle was there, a uh, bunch of NBA players, uh, Diplo was just next to us in line. Um, <laughs> and then all sorts of YouTubers, David Dobrik, Charlie D'Amelio, like all everyone was just, it was, it was a, the weirdest thing I've ever been to because it was just everyone had, everyone there was a, the biggest celebrity or influencer in the world so what uh, was the criteria wow. to get invited josh what was i don't the, know i think you just had to have so it was just like anyone who even had a little bit of social media followers was seemed to be there uh, really? so I don't, I don't, oh. yeah yeah blair blair we got an invite i just figured you were <laughs> <laughs> you didn't i sent it uh, uh, an email i don't think it oh so, okay so speaking of experiences like that i know <laughs> for a fact i've seen you on um, ESPN tops tens, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, doing juggling stuff, which was awesome. You you mentioned some of the the shows that you have been on. What are some of the other just like um, unreal experiences you've had as a result of of doing the the influencer work? Um, let's see. The one before COVID, we I got to go to NBA All Star Weekend just to kind of hang out. Like I had no posting requirements. I just got to like watch the game and we got to do behind the scenes like for the dunk contest practice and just kind of like, just like hang out and just, just experience it all, which was cool. Cause I didn't have to, I didn't have to post anything. Um, and then just, just being in some of these people's videos who are the, the biggest entertainers in the world is just always crazy. Like, uh, before some of his, his drama, like I was on Logan Paul's channel, when he was, he was the biggest person in the world. Like he was, he was the most viewed YouTuber in the world. And I was on his channel right. during his, like his heyday. Wow. And then same with David, same with David Dobrik. Like I got to be on his channel. And it's like, some of those things are just kind of, kind of crazy. And it's all just cause I reach out and say, Hey, like I can do something cool. Do you want me to come over? And they say, yeah, because some of those guys are desperate for content and desperate for new ideas. Right. And so they're in the uh, same boat too. Hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, trying to think what else, I mean, there's been so, a lot of cool, yeah. like the TV, the TV shows and NBA games and stuff has sure. been cool, but some some of that's oh, not really from some of that's not from uh, social media, just from performing. Right. Uh, right. That, but, so that was from more your halftime show days then. Yeah, but even like um, the only flight I took during COVID, Ca uh, Cassie and I got to go to Italy to perform on a talent show, like TV show in Italy. Uh, we were there for 48 hours. Got to just go to Rome for for a quick little. Quick oh, little uh, plane ride to to, to <laughs> Europe and back. That's very awesome. cool. So you so, mentioned um, posting requirements, which I think is is really interesting. So some of these invites that you get, they they are requiring you to to upload content. Uh yeah. For some of the paid, yeah, for for the paid thing, I've, I've, there's been several times where I've been paid to go to events, and you just have to show love while you're there, or they say you need to yeah. post this, this, or that. Uh, typically, it's very it's not, it's, it's, it's very much like there's a bullet points of what you have to do if you're getting paid to be somewhere. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. So, so Josh, I have a question. You mentioned Logan Paul 
And yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to put you in a bad position, but I'm, I'm curious, you know, Logan Paul, Jake Paul, the boxing thing. So these guys get a certain amount of celebrity, right? Sure. And they, they've achieved a certain level. And then, and then they start doing stuff. Is that all just a continuation? Is it all just another way of, of gaining more viewers? I mean, is, is it just, is it more of the same under a different guise? Um, I cannot, re I've done some stuff with Jake, but I, I can more so speak to Logan. Um, I, number one, a lot of people, you know, he kind of plays the role of the idiot or whatever, but he's a genius. He went, he went all academic full scholarship to college. Like he is a very, very, very smart person. He's also mm -hmm. very, very, very like motivated and kind of like to a crazy level where he would literally wake up every morning and look himself in the mirror and a hundred times would say, I'm going to be the, the greatest entertainer in the world. Like he literally did mm -hmm. that every morning. And mm -hmm. so he's kind of on that, on that like motivation train and whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I just think he's literally trying to be the greatest entertainer in the world and whatever he will do, whatever he thinks is the best route to that. And I think he's very good at it. And I think he is, uh, continues to break, to break down, uh, different barriers and obstacles. And I, uh, I know he has uh, mixed, mixed reviews still. Um, but I am a fan of Logan Paul. Well, it's reason. just, it, it, yeah, you know, and I, and I understand that I, I guess what I'm, what I'm starting to put together is something that you said about it's a never ending process, right? This, this sure. trying to find content and ideas. And I look at a guy like Logan Paul, who's obviously, Okay, I don't. I'm not his banker, but I'm going to say I'm. I'm assuming he's got enough money to retire if he wanted to. Oh, um, yeah. But he's not. He's he's continuing. And, and like I said, the boxing thing, and it just seems like that's just another way of you know maybe the standard approach. The YouTube is is kind of old, and he needs something new. It's it's kind of a fix kind of a thing, you know. But it seems like even at his level, he's still looking for ideas to put a new spin on something. I mean, is that accurate, or you think I'm I'm reading that wrong? Um, I, I think he's, yeah, I think he's always trying to diversify. I think he's following his passions and, and, and trying to, yeah, just make as big of a splash as possible. I don't think it's necessarily a content thing because mm -hmm. he's kind of past that. Uh, it's, he's not doing that for YouTube views anymore. He's doing it for people paying for <laughs> pay-per-view sales and breaking world records for pay-per-view boxing records. Like, right. which is crazy as a right. YouTuber, he's right. breaking records for that, which is wild. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that is that is insane that he's doing that. Do you find well, it's funny that you would say he kind of put on a uh, persona almost of you know playing almost a character um, on YouTube? Do you, is that something that you see that most of the people that are kind of at that influencer level are very strategic in their approach? And it, it may seem like, hey, here's another video, but they you know it's one of those things they know exactly what they're doing. For sure. Uh, some people are just kind of a more animated versions of themselves. Some people choose a more uh, specific character to play. Um, I have got a couple friends that like, they just, they, they played up the, their, their, their followers aren't super, super young, but they kind of went with a like Disney channel approach. And it's like, oh, it's hard for me to watch their videos. Uh, but it really <laughs> yeah. worked for them because they're, they're, they're playing for the five to 10 year olds. Oh, gee, and gotcha. so okay. it's yeah. like, you know, almost Huge. blues clues style thing where it's just like, Oh my gosh, can you see it on the screen? I don't see it. <laughs> you know, just like, Oh my God. Um, 
Yeah, and but so kids, that- kids watch that stuff, though. You know, the, the thing is, um, they don't watch cartoons anymore. Or rarely, oh, yeah. I, I have grandkids now, and it's all about. And like I was telling Carden, and in Carden, your boys now, I I think you're you're kind of breaking in with iPads and stuff, right? But yeah, but I they, mean, slowly, yeah. Th- there's this whole thing about they just they like to watch other kids doing this thing. You know, it's like living vicariously, and you know, like when we were kids, cartoons were it. You know, you 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 know, you got some downtime, you watch cartoons. Now it's kids watching other kids, and it's amazing. Mm. Yeah, it's incredible, and there's a ton of content for them out there too. There's just absolute ton. Well, the 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 volume that drives that is amazing. You look at some video that's got pink, blue, green elephants coming out of a plastic box, and there's 25 million views. You know, yeah. and it, it doesn't. Right. It's like it doesn't even take quality. It's terrible animation. It's like voiceover. It's it. Yeah. But but the kids don't. You know, kids are not discerning adults. They're not scrutinizing. They're just like in the moment and they're just watching it. You know. Yeah. Like yeah. give me more um, ping pong. So, That's all I want. More. Yeah. Ping pong. Exactly. More, yes. More, more. Exactly. Yeah. You know. Exactly. So. So Josh, um, what's so, the uh, what's what's kind of the the kind of the the future? What's I mean, what's on? on uh, are you, I know you're sticking with kind of your platforms and stuff, and you do predominantly like trick shots and videos with other people. Is that kind of your niche? Is that the content you want to stick at? Or are you looking at kind of branching out? Or, or yeah, I definitely you don't want to be don't want to be stuck in just trick shots. I feel like at this size of my channel, I can. I can do more and I've been kind of stuck in this and I feel, I feel like I have to do these things, but I've kind of proven lately that people will, if the, if the title and thumbnail is good enough, people will watch us do whatever. And so I am trying to get myself out of the, out of the sports only world where I'm doing other things. Uh, so that's definitely a focus. And then right now, kind of my, I, my uh, different st- uh, recent training or uh, brainstorming session is like, expanding my channels uh to have a couple different channels that support each other uh or support other uh, other reasons so that this main channel is obviously to that's the main channel it's going to be doing the ad revenue and the brand deals but then i'm at my size i still don't have the like the amount of crazy hardcore fans that most channels my size do and so like i should be doing more views i should be having a little bit more rabid fan base and so i think part of that is because we've been so trick shot sports focused, our things are all about skill sometimes and not as much about personality. And so on a second channel, I'm, I'm going to want to do longer like reaction videos or anything where it's just kind of me sitting down at the camera so that people can get to know me more and hopefully build that fan base a little bit stronger. At the same time, Cassie has like a 20,000 subscriber channel that we haven't posted on in a while. We want to get her channel going uh, kind of build up the family side of things. Uh, she was doing like board, you know, we would play board games with our, with my YouTube friends and stuff. And people love that. Uh, try to get that going. And then I've like over the years kind of moved away from this juggling, the whole juggling thing, but I actually want to lean into it because I do own a juggling store, like an online juggling store. And so I just hired someone to run a new channel, which will just be the juggling warehouse channel. And I will like help contribute content to it, but it's going to be kind of his, his baby to get off the ground and, and get going. So he'll be the main person. Then I'll help contribute. So try to get a, you know, get a, a network of channels that will all end up supporting each other. Uh, so that when, when uh, my main channel is down, hopefully these other channels can start to help build it up. 
Wow, very I think cool, and it definitely sounds like you've got a strategic a- approach put together. Yeah, cool. it's, it's it kind of sounds like. <laughs> yeah, well, well, the cool thing is, I was just going to say, it sounds like you're at a level now that you can kind of, you can kind of test some things, right, and kind of branch out and test and see what works and what doesn't work, and kind of go back to the drawing board if need be. But you're kind of at a level that you can really try to do the diversification thing and still kind of um, continue to produce content all over these other things, which I think is 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 awesome. It's really cool. Yeah, I would say something I'm going to try to do more is, is spend more money, unfortunately. <laughs> but but for, for it, it kind of got to a, you know, people expect a certain level of uh, content and quality as you, as you grow, right? And right, so, like, right. the bigger you get, they have higher expectations. And I've kind of, I feel like I've kind of kept my budget uh, the same. And, and my views have, therefore, not, uh, not kept up with some of my growth. And so while I was able to get a million views on just a video of us on a basketball court before, uh, it seems to be that's a little bit harder for me to do these days. And so I'm, uh, I'm trying to think better and, and have bigger ideas that do require, but we just rented a, we just for next Monday, we rented like a, one of those giant soccer darts. Have you seen that where you, it's like a, it's like a 25 foot inflatable dartboard that you kick Velcro soccer balls at. No, no. I've never seen that. No. So <laughs> we're doing that. <laughs> so we got that, you know, just stuff, stuff like that where we can, you know, spend a little bit of money to hopefully make some awesome content. Okay. So, so Josh, I have a, a kind of a, a boring accounting question. Um, how, how do you budget for this kind of a thing. You yeah, know, that's, we, that's because, the issue. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, I'm a numbers guy, right? And I'm and I've you know I've done a lot of business development and stuff, and numbers are always a really important part of you know knowing where you're going and stuff. So when you're talking the crazy stuff that you're talking about, how do you you know how do you even have an idea of how to budget for that? Yeah, I don't. That that's the issue. That's the biggest issue. And I did. Uh, this will be my first year she came on uh, a few months ago where I do have a, a, an accountant doing bookkeeping for the first time in my life. So <laughs> soon Great. I will have, a, <laughs> I will have a, a better answer for that. But right now, yeah, I don't. My, 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 my financial uh, strategy has always just been make enough money to where I don't need to worry about money. And Great. it's worked out so far, but it also has made me, I feel like, be super lean as far as uh, expenses go. So I, I've always... Chickened out of spending four hundred, five hundred dollars on a video because I right. just feel like, oh no, I can do without. So well, and trying, just kind of be better. And kind of hearing that, you know, just just the kind of the direction that you're talking about is to get more views, you got to do some more outlandish stuff, which could equate to more money yeah. spent and that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, yeah it's, I mean, YouTube is it's so tough. What one video, you know, some some of these videos that I've had on my channel for a long time that do lots of views, like one video can generate. Ten thousand, fifteen thousand dollars. Yep. But then the same video, or uh, another video, if it, if it doesn't hit, it can make one hundred and fifty dollars. And so it's it's just like a scary thing to in my head. But I think that the idea is you got to look at it all as a as as a whole on the big picture. Sure. Um, sure. Yeah, which is still tough to do though, because like you said, it's yeah. a kind of, and and you know, I I think you you brought up a great mentality is the fact that you kind of live as if it could all crumble tomorrow, which is uh, clearly it's been successful for you, you know, up to this point, which is um, especially in the kind of the changing social media world, it feels like you almost have to adopt that personality because totally. you never know really what could happen or what's the next trend or all these different things. It seems like there's so much fluidity and things are changing so rapidly. I mean, there could even be a new platform, you know, next week. Yeah. You know, um, is, are, are there any new platforms? 
Um, I, I don't have any platforms that I think have enough, uh, have enough juice right now, but I know the next one, whatever the next one is, I'll be on it quick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so Josh, let's talk TikTok real quick. Cause it's the newest, yeah. it's the newest. Sure. And that's what my son got big into his, he, he was one of the lucky guys. His first TikTok went eight point nine million views. <laughs> See, I have a, I have a theory that TikTok often gives a little magic wand to people's first videos and then it just like it gets them addicted <laughs> yeah well, because so, yep. so many people so many people have a in their first three videos have a huge hit and then it's hard for people to come back but they they, they never give up but yeah, sorry go, go on well no did that i mean that that kind of illustrates the story but um, and, and it seems like, you know, when you watch TikTok and I, and, and I have it on my phone, but I don't watch it often, but you know, when you compare that to YouTube, they're the same, but they're very different. Okay. So yeah. obviously TikTok much shorter, but, but from your standpoint, do you prefer one over the other or do you, are your TikToks specifically TikTok or do you take content that was from YouTube and shorten it down or how do you juggle? I don't two? shorten any YouTube videos to TikTok for the most part, unless there's okay. a really funny or good impressive moment. I would say we create YouTube content and then we create Instagram slash TikTok content. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I love sitting and scrolling on TikTok. Uh, because it's, it gives you stuff that it, the algorithm is so creepy and knows exactly what you like, uh, that TikTok <laughs> is, is, is good for that. Uh, it's, I yeah. have a few YouTube channels that I like, but it's sometimes it's hard for me to just like, oh, I'm going to sit down and watch YouTube and I don't know what, you know, it's, it's like right. Netflix. You don't, you don't know what to watch unless your, your newest stuff have new videos. Right. Um, but TikTok is just happy to serve you up uh, 4,000 videos in a row that you're going <laughs> well, to it, the I was going to say it's a perfect it's the perfect uh, medium for that, right? Because you just flick up and watch a video and it's the perfect amount of time to just engage your interest. It's not too long that you kind of start looking around and being, you know what? I mean, they definitely have figured out how to uh, create that platform in order just to keep you scrolling and to keep you on there, which of course is totally. the whole plan, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and you, yeah. you get TikTok brain. I mean, how many people literally will say, God, I just I, I wanted to look at a couple of TikToks 45 minutes later. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You, just, right. you just burn through them because they're, you know, they're funny and you go, oh, that one sucks and you keep going. But yeah, I mean, literally you can sit there and burn through an hour like nothing, you know? And, and like you said, Josh, as, as soon as they know your algorithm, what you like, then, you know, it's, it's less misses and a lot more hits and that keeps yeah. it there and yeah, no. It's, uh, it's, it's, I'll ask you guys if you guys saw this TikTok. Did you guys see the the guy from Sandlot's TikTok? Uh, he no. The, he uh, Ham from the Sandlot is on TikTok. No way. He like, he had just recently joined, and there was the trend going around where it was the that simple plan song. I'm just a kid, and yeah. it's like a you 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 make you you pose in the same position, and then it freezes on an old photo. Right. And yeah. He just like he he lifted a bat up. And then it cut to him and, uh, that, that video did like 16 million views or something. Oh, man. Uh, his name is, his name's Patrick Renna. So he's, you know, the curly haired yeah. chubby kid. Yeah. From yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. And he's, I, uh, point, he's pointing over the fence or something, right? I yeah. Mean, yeah, yeah. Sure the picture. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I saw that video. I, I commented on it. I said, Hey, uh, this is awesome. I have a sports YouTube channel. Would love to have you on for a baseball challenge. It got like a bunch of likes on his post. And then I DM'd him on Instagram and I was like, hey, Patrick, uh, big fan. You're killing it on TikTok. I uh, would love to have you on the U YouTube channel. 
And uh, that video comes out on Saturday, which I'm really excited oh, about. Nice. So, awesome. Awesome. We, we got we got the great Hambino on the YouTube channel oh my for, for, a baseball, for a baseball video. So it's a, it's a one to look out for. Josh, oh, you know that that was like our favorite movie. That was our That's movie, like, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say that was like you're you're living the dream, man. That is da- David doesn't. Incredible. David never responds. David never responds to any text messages, but I texted him that, and he was excited about that. So. Oh, that's incredible, man! The amount of times that we have watched that movie—that yeah. is incredible. Uh, it's a classic. It's a oh, classic. It's classic. We, I, I, he was kind of t- before the shoot. He was like, "I'm not," you know. Just he was. I was getting a sense that he doesn't want to like be fed lines. You know, he doesn't. He doesn't want to say a bunch of stuff from the from the movie. And I was yeah, like, "Okay, right, I'll, right. I'll kind of play it by ear and see what he does." I, I am the first person to bat. We're doing like a little like wiffle ball home run derby. And my first at bat, he gets behind me, sits down as a catcher, and he goes, "Hey, Josh, is that your sister in left field?" <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. Did you have to just like rub your eyes? Be like, "What is this?" Dude, real? Crazy. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't, I didn't. I don't know why I didn't bring that, bring that up. Like that when you asked a uh, cool moments on social media, oh, that was definitely, that definitely is- a cool one. That is incredible. Absolutely. So, okay. So, um, we're kind of getting towards the end here, but I did want to ask this question because I know that we, we had talked influencers before and things like that. And, and like you said, it's, um, kind of, um, I, I don't want to say trending by any means, but it, it's a viable way that people are now like really have a strategic approach to do some of these things. So, um, for our influencers or to be audience, do you have any like um, some tips and some tricks or what, what kind of advice would you give? I mean, the biggest thing is to treat it like a full-time job. I just think it, it, people don't do that. They think if I can post videos, people are going to like them. And it's not about your videos. It's about the title. It's about the thumbnail. It's about how you're getting the videos out there. It's about who you have in your, in your videos. There's just so many factors into it. And it's a lot of, uh, research and a lot of studying and a lot of trial and error and that just comes with time and so it's it's like learning a new skill it's like learning a new job uh and so the biggest thing is just like don't don't treat it like i mean you you want to have fun doing it. i don't want to say i don't want to say don't don't just well, think sure. it's like some some fun thing um but that's what i think that's that's the vibe a lot of people think it's like oh we just we just play all day right. and it's like no that's that's the three hours we're out filming uh but it's it's uh, a lot of work behind the scenes for sure. Well, sure. Well, Carton, we have a fledgling podcast and I mean, yeah, we're, we're faced with the exact same thing, you know, smaller scale, of course, but it, it, Please, you know, you, you smaller you, scale. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it all starts somewhere. It all starts yeah, somewhere. No, true, and, yeah, and, true. and we're at the point where you say, okay, you have, you know, you reach this, you grow a little bit. What's it going to take to go that next step? You know, in our case, you guys got to be filming it. Exactly. Well, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, and right. yep. we don't have Facebook, we don't have Inst- or we have Instagram, yeah, right, but exactly. you know, you, you yeah, have exactly. to get out there. And and to me, it goes back to what is the reason you're doing it? You know, what is your what is your end goal, right? And you know, if if you're kind of an organic just kind of grow it naturally, then that's fine, but don't expect big, you know, leaps and bounds growth if you're not putting in the effort in, right? And so, I, I mean, I, I've read enough about it and seen it, what Josh is talking about is people, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a full-time, and it, not even just a full-time job, it's a hard full-time job, you know, yeah. because look at, the, look at the components, Josh, you got, you got to be creative. You, you ha- I mean, th- that alone, a lot of people 
You know, I, I mean, I've seen it a lot. A lot of people are not creative. And so that sure. is a struggle. And then you have to juggle the, the finances The you have to be logistics, right? You, you're getting mm-hmm. a U, you know, you or a, a U-Haul van. You got to have this guy here. I mean, th- there's just a lot to it that makes it different. It's not just show up, punch in and punch out. You know, it's not like you're just, you know, Josh, if you think about it, you say, how many hours does it take? Really, when, when you count the filming, the editing, the concept, everything, I mean, I'm sure you don't even keep track. Yeah, I don't know, for per video. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it, it's got to be far more than what people would think. Totally. Yeah, yeah. A ten, it's a 10-minute, 15-minute YouTube video, but yeah, at least 10 hours probably per video. Yeah. And I, I just don't think a lot of people have any, you know, real real idea of what it would take. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. And then there's the whole like, and, and I'm trying to be better about hiring people to do stuff who are better than me. Like even editing videos was a hard thing for me to let go of. Um, but now I'm getting better at that. I have a, I have an editor. I have, I'm, I was decent at Photoshop, and now I have a now I have a thumbnail person. I was always terrible at accounting, but I finally have an accounting person. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I am. The hardest one for me is uh, is logistics and the brand emails and all that stuff. So I have a part-time assistant right now, but we're looking to uh, upgrade that to full-time soon because that's that's the hardest part. The, that's the hardest part is I'm out filming all day. All I want to do is the creative fun stuff, and I get brand emails in the middle of the day or wanting to have phone calls at 1 o'clock, which is the middle of our filming typically. Right. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot for sure. Well, that's, actually, that, that, that's another thing for my features. I'm trying to get on uh, the podcast world as well, and I'm I'm starting a podcast with my mom. Oh, cool! Yeah, Psych and Son. She's a psychologist, uh, and nice. so very cool. totally totally different than anything I do. So I'll be I'm, I might be hitting you guys up for questions with questions. Well, that'd be, yeah, that'd be awesome. Oh, that'd, no, be, that'd awesome. be great. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think the the really cool things that you just described is that you, you're you're in a position now where you can move into like solely focus on the creative side of it and and tr- trying you know new things for the videos and doing all those different things and kind of allowing the other stuff to be taken care of, uh, which has got to, it's got to be a little freeing for you, right? Yeah, no, it's definitely, definitely freeing. It's good to not have to worry about it. It's good to also to get up, get to a place where I can trust these people to, you know, where I can fully let go. Like there's some times where if we're really, we try to get ahead of schedule on YouTube videos, but my Andrew is my editor and there's, there's times where he'll send the edit and it's an 18 minute video and I'm have a crazy busy day. And I'm like, do you feel good about this? And he'll say yes. And then I'll, I'll upload it without even watching it myself. Uh, which is, which is a scary thing that I never would have done a year ago or two years ago, but now I'm, I, I'm feeling confident in him where I can do that. Well, yeah, but I mean, what a nice thing to have that confidence in somebody that can help you out like that. So that's awesome. Well, hey, Josh, thank you. That hour, we knew it would, it was just, just going to fly by. (laughs) But that was that was really awesome, and and I would love to have you on again if you're game for that because I know Cardin and I could think of a lot of things. Plus, with the kind of oh, stuff you sure. do, are you kidding me? You'd have a you'd have a lot to talk about, and I can see next sure. time just talking more about you know some of the the just day to day fun stuff that you guys do. I, I wanted to ask about the the trampoline stacking and all that stuff because oh, I, I was, yeah. <laughs> where where the hell do ideas come? Yeah, I'm bored. Let's that's stack eleven me. That's, not me. That, that's all. That's Carter Share. They have a. Uh, a much more successful channel with a lot more money where they do a lot crazier stuff than we do. We, we just try to bum off them every once in a while. <laughs> well, uh, it's, it's, it's amazing, but okay. So Cardin, are you ready for the, uh, the monkey moment? 
Yeah, yes, yes. Okay, so uh, um, uh, Josh, as you know, uh, we have guests on the show and every single time we actually ask them to introduce um, the, the monkey moment. Um, and the way that we introduce that is with your best um, monkey impersonation. Oh, gosh. Okay. You ready? Is there a drum roll? Oh, or you, yeah. just, you just say go? Go. We just say go. We're just ready. <laughs> How's that? I'm freaking out my wife yeah. right now. That was so good. I'm not kidding. I know, I know that I say this every time, but it just continues to get better. I thought we couldn't talk so much. You do say that every time. I know, no, but seriously, that was so excellent. That was oh, good, that Josh. Was great. Yeah. So Josh, the last gal that was on, Chelsea Burnett, she uh, was our storm chaser gal. And she was upstairs doing the, the podcast. And she came downstairs and she sent Cardin and I a clip and it was her, her boyfriend was sitting on the couch and she goes, did you hear that? And he goes, yeah, what, were you barking like a dog or something? What was going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh yeah, what kind of podcast yeah. are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay, Cardin, so I have a request. Can I ask Josh the question? Do it, do it. Good, okay. <clears throat> and I'll explain later. But so, so Josh, you're out in a California evening, okay? It's dark out. All of a sudden you see some lights in the sky, okay? Mm-hmm. It's a UFO and it comes down and it lands right in front of you. The door opens up, an alien comes out, okay, and he gives you the option to go with him or to stay. What do you do? Oh boy, you stay. I mean, I've got. I'd probably stay. My my son is due in uh, about a month and a half, <laughs> yeah. so I probably can't leave right now. It's bad timing. Otherwise, I'd be out. <laughs> I knew that was going to be the answer, Josh. I knew it because uh, uh, you had one on the way. But I did hear you say that if any other uh, different circumstances, you'd be gone, though, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, congratulations. I didn't know about the the, the baby coming, so congratulations. Thank you, thank your your, your life's you. going to get even busier. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's that's a good busy though. That's a that's yes. a labor of love. Yes, yes, a labor of love for sure. Uh, so well, that's great. Carden, I, Josh has yeah. got too much stuff to go. He can't go planet exploring or universe exploring. He's got stuff yeah. going on. For the record, Josh, I was like, yeah, let's go toward the <laughs> toward the universe. But I also put some caveats on it. You know, you'd be yeah, back a certain amount of time and things. Like, that's why Blair yeah, had to ask the question. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Carton, Carton more if, I could film a, if I could film a video and, oh, and be back be back yeah. by dinner, I'm, I'm in. Yeah, Trick there you shot. go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Trick shots Trick in space, shot for sure. <laughs> no, that's funny. Um, well, listen, Josh, again, from... from uh, you know, this part of the world, thanks a lot for taking the time because you are busy. Um, and thanks for taking the time to come on and, and kind of just share with us this kind of behind the scenes. Um, Cardin and I always joke about being influencers, but we're posers, <laughs> you know, you're, you're doing the real deal and it's, it's pretty amazing. And I think you really, I, I think you conveyed it very well, the, the work that it takes and, and continues to take. So, it, you know, this isn't a joke and, and you're taking it very seriously and, and uh, it, it's it's pretty impressive, really, you know, to hear you talk about it. Thank you, thank you, and thanks for having me. Well, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, great to to chat with you again. I'm looking forward, and we'll be watching for the new videos that are coming out. It was so great to uh, to catch up with you and everything, and it's just absolutely incredible what you're doing. And, and again, you know, thank you so much for for taking the time out to to chat with us. It was absolutely great. And we'll have to have you back on. We will. That'd be great. Let me know. Absolutely. Okay, Cardin, episode 31 in the books, buddy. In the books. Got it. All right. 
until next time, episode 32 oncoming. So uh, from this part of the world, good night, Cardinal. And good night, good Josh. Night, and Josh. Good night.